to Z of Movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. Joining me after a uh, after an episode off is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, Colin. Do you miss me? Um. Well, of course I miss you, Zijan. Of course I miss you. But it was <laughs> it was a very great pleasure to have Dave on the podcast. Though. Yeah, I know. It was nice to hear him as well. I haven't seen him for ages, by the way. Yeah. I I keep getting you know supposedly invited to all the things. Like his christening and all that, but... To be uh, clear, it wasn't his christening. It was his son's christening. <laughs> his son's christening. Yeah, he yeah, said he invited true. you and you never responded. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like the invites just keep disappearing from my mailbox. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that time that, uh, that he forgot to invite you to a stag do. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> At least I went to his wedding, so there's that. That's true. Uh, our podcast this time is mostly about Dave, um, but it's also a little bit about the film Coco. Yes, which I made you watch. Which you made me watch. <laughs> There's so many good films coming out at the moment, which I've not managed to see. Yes. And but I, it's still better than The Mummy, though. And I, I was sat there <laughs> by myself in the cinema watching Coco. We'll come on to, <laughs> we'll come on to that. Um, we're also talking about the films of Gary Oldman. Uh, we've got a quiz on last year's Academy Awards ceremony. Um, yep. We're going to talk a little bit about this year's uh, Oscar nominations, which have come out since the last episode. But yep, yep. first, we talk news. News much, music. Much, much more. Yes. Oh, much, much more. I forgot much, much more. Wow. <laughs> That's our tagline. It is. Well, just one week with Dave and you forgot all about it. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the biggest news at this point, at this time of year, yes, as usual, is Ryan Reynolds is starring in and producing a Clue reboot. <laughs> Uh, Fox. I saw the old bait and switch there. You misled me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Reynolds, yeah. Ryan Reynolds seems like a really funny guy when I've seen him on stuff. He has a certain style of humor he as does. well. Like, I don't think it, it trans. I think it works very well for a film like Deadpool, but I don't think it translates well to many other films. Or it's, indeed, it's very... indeed, any other film. <laughs> I'm not sure he's ever made a good, good film. With the possible exception of Deadpool, which isn't really my thing and I haven't seen. Um, you kind of think, oh, surely he must have done. And then you look through IMDb and realise, hmm. not not so much. What, what, what? He's done Green Lantern. You always bring up Green Lantern. <laughs> I know. He's done the the weird one with three girlfriends or three where he needs the his daughter to guess who the mother is yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, definitely, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how much I remember it's, about it. Um, yeah, that's pretty poor. Uh, it's got not a bad cast. Oh, it's got Isla Fisher, I think, which is always a bad sign. Um, sorry, Isla. Uh, we didn't like, but some people spoke, spoke well, of, well of life. I did, didn't see it. Uh-huh. Uh. Well, it's a good thing we're not an actor or factor of him anytime soon. Yeah. But what do you think about a Clue reboot? Uh, well, I never saw the original Clue, or or as we call it in this country, Cluedo. It's like a cult classic. I've not seen it myself. I've played the game before. Uh, yes, I've played Pyramids. I mean, I think it's it's a it's a board a board game that's rife for could make a great film. I think more than most board games, it's actually got a kind of plot that you could make a film about. Um, Compared the, the, to Settlers of Catan. Yeah, which they they are making a Settlers film, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Weird. Uh, or or I guess even. I think battleship and stuff like that. Uh, the, the problem is going to be, I imagine they try and make it a bit gimmicky with the here's Mrs. Peacock, and you kind of have big like most murder mystery things. Which room you're walking into isn't that exciting, but this, they'll have to make a big deal about. No, let's go into the hall. Let's go into the <laughs> and, ballroom and, and pause. <laughs> yes, and like a 
camera will linger on With the lead tent. piping and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see the film now. You, you just pretty much described the film that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Didn't the original Clue have like lots of different endings or something? I, I'm sure. Ah, uh, yes, yes, they did. Um, with a different killer each time. Okay. Mm. So they may do the same for this. Well, who knows? I've not seen the original too, so I can't really say much about this. No, one. I mean, there's 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 a general belief. Podcast Weekly Planet talk about this quite a lot. That there are no good films based on games. I know. I know we did a films on games podcast episode of one of our earlier episodes, but yes. it's, it's probably fair. Um, although I have high hopes for this year's Lara Croft uh, film. Yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't seen the trailer yet, but. Alicia Vikander is good, so... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm basing it on, really. I, I, I think she's a better fit to Lara Croft than um, Angelina Jolie is. Yes, mm. yeah. Um, I hate to contradict you, Zizan, but the biggest news uh, <laughs> of, of, of the week... Uh, yes? ...is that Mission Impossible 6 has got a new title. Uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes, it is. You're looking forward to this, aren't you? I certainly am. Uh Weirdly, so I watched the Graham Norton show, and basically all all the key cast of Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, um, Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg turned up on Graham Norton just to announce the title. Effectively, I mean, usually these films only come out when the film's released, or maybe maybe at a stretch, like if there's a big trailer or something. Mm, but no, just just turned up. So you've got a title and some excruciating footage of uh, Tom Cruise breaking his ankle, which is yeah. difficult to watch. Uh, it's weird though, because you know, usually these things happen when there's a quiet time of the year for films, but yeah. now it's not. It's there's so many films yes. out there. Yeah, exactly. So, why would you get Mission Impossible, which is coming now, out like five months five months down the line? It's to... I mean, they, either they think this is going to be absolutely huge or, or it's desperation, or I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Fallout, apparently, it's the kind of the fallout of everything that's happened in all the films so far. So, I think it's real. It's relying quite heavily on people remembering what happened in previous Mission Impossible films. Uh, I don't. I still think the only one I remember is the first film because right. I think it's classic the plot. But everything else, I just it just all blurs into one. Yeah. So Sean Harris is returning as the villain, who apparently was the villain in the last one. Um, was he? Apparently, I can't remember him. Uh, I, I think these films are great, but I, if I couldn't have told you anything about the villain from the last one, to be honest. Um, yeah, and uh, as, as discussed on the show before, uh, Michelle Monaghan is returning. Ving Rhames, of course, is back. He's been in all of them. So I'm, I'm, I have high hopes. Yeah. Well, so are we going to talk about the proper big news? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oscar season. We've mentioned it already three times now. We have. In this podcast without... Um, and the nomination's out. Yes. And currently, The Shape of Water is leading the nominations with 13, following by... Followed by Dunkirk with eight, and then three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri with seven. Yeah, obviously the uh, well Dunkirk in particular, I think is is mostly in uh, technical categories, isn't it? Cause, yes, uh, that's true. I don't think they got any of the big five. Is it big five? Is it what they call it? Uh, I think they got in, it's in best picture, isn't it? Picture um, director, two actors, and cinematography. I don't know. Uh, screenplay, I thought. Oh, screenplay, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, so, so Dunkirk's in for best film, but there's there's nine in there. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I was I was looking through the odds today, and uh, and all well, every category, according to the good people of bwin.com or whatever, basically <laughs> the, the top bookmaker on Google, um, are odds-on favourites. So uh, 
uh, it's always a shame, I think, to have be quite so clear coming to the stage. Uh, although, so uh, so best actor is basically it's, it's Gary Oldman. Uh, okay, I think yeah, that that has been quite certain for a while now. Yeah, I thought they had Daniel Day Lewis maybe being a contender, but I've not heard of this film Phantom Thread Phantom until Threat. the nominations were out. So yeah, I mean Daniel Day Lewis he does well, but yeah, I mean to be honest, playing Winston Churchill and having so many prosthetics on was was kind of a shortcut to an Oscar anyway. And the fact that he's not won one before and and apparently it's a very good performance. I keep meaning to see. It. I'm hoping to see it. The, probably before this podcast goes live, but uh, I haven't done yet. There was the biggest surprise in this category is Denzel Washington. I didn't see that one coming at all. Okay. Even, I've not even heard of that film. That yeah, again, again, I don't think it's come out in this country yet, or maybe it has just, but um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been mentioned. I think he, he's been nominated in one or two places, but he's, well, according to this website at least, uh, the, the uh, least favourite, as it were. Um, so it's, it's not going to be him. Mm. Uh Obviously, James Franco didn't make the cut. Not for the disaster artist. I yeah. Which I think owes well, more to his uh, extracurricular activities than to the film itself. I don't know about that at all. Because so out of the big five, so Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oman were definitely going to be in with certs. Mm. Um, Timothy Sh- uh, Clalem, I can't pronounce his Sh- last name. Chalamet, maybe? Chalamet. Yeah, I think he was a cert as well to be in the top three. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, who was the last So we got one? to Daniel Kaluuya for Get, for Get Out. Uh, I think he was a surprise. But yeah, that's I think surprise, more yeah. of a surprise was Denzel Washington, obviously. So, um... Okay. Um, actress, so this is uh, almost as clear a favourite, uh, Francis McDormand <laughs> for Three Billboards. Yes. Yeah. Um, is it... The difficulty we have, as, as we've said before, is Oscar films tend to come out quite late in this country. So, in fact, that one is out, but I've not seen it. But a lot of these uh, haven't come out here yet. So, for example, Sally Hawkins in Shape of Water, Cesar Ronan in Lady Bird, Margot Robbie in I, Tonya. Uh, mm. None of those films are out here yet. Um, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, the least favourite in this category, Meryl Streep. In The Post. In the Post. Yeah. Have you seen The Post yet? Or are you going to discuss I'm se- it? I'm seeing it this week. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean, the the post was basically Oscar bit, wasn't it? <laughs> it it felt very Oscar. I mean, I, it's it's a film about uh, well, it's journalistic got, integrity. Yes, it's got Streep, it's got Hanks, it's got Spielberg. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Uh, interestingly, it has a I think Tom Hanks is playing a character who was also in um, All the President's Men. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, ben Bradley, if I remember right. It's the sounds right up my street, to be honest, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, like, Meryl Streep's performance in there, I heard it's solid, but yeah. I've heard rave reviews about the other four. Well, we, yeah, it felt a bit like films. Meryl Streep has to be nominated, so... <laughs> because she's Meryl Streep. Because Meryl Streep. Tom Hanks making, didn't get nomination. Yeah. Making her the most nominated uh, actress still. Actor. Yes. Yeah. 21st, beating her previous record, which is held by her. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, what we got here? Um, director. This yep. is a little bit less certain. So we've got Guillermo del Toro as the favourite for The Shave of Water. Uh, and again, it feels a little bit like um, like Martin Scorsese for Departed. And it's a, he's a great director that hasn't won an award yet. So let's give it to him for this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Actually, he's in the. Uh, he's not won either. Uh, no, no, I don't think this will be his. Although he's second favourite, apparently. Uh, Greta Gerwig for Ladybird, uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out, and Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame Edgar Wright didn't get in there for Baby Driver. I think 
there's no one else doing the kind of thing that he does. I think he's no. a fantastic director. And, and it's a shame that that wasn't recognised. I mean, I don't think he would have won, but I think because it's almost, almost kind of a genre thing, it's an action film, and it's uh, unlikely to, to hit the heights of the award, not, award season. But I thought that was a shame that he wasn't recognised for that. Mm. Uh, but yes, two to five, apparently, Del Toro. Uh, the best yeah. best picture is actually the one that's the closest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's down to between The Shape of Water or Three Billboards. Uh, Shape of Water mm. just edging it, apparently. Okay, wow. that That's the first. Because Three Billboards won in the Golden Globes, didn't they? They for... did, weirdly, in the drama category. In the drama category, yeah. So, for the record, The Martian is a comedy and Three Billboards is a drama, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Um. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what, when's the BAFTAs? It's happening soon as well. Uh, so. I'll be fairly... Yeah, I don't know exactly when, but before the Oscars, certainly. Yeah. Mm. So, but I, I don't know whether The Shape of Water has won any Best Film Awards. Uh, I'm not sure, actually, no. So, I think mm. that's, that's the one that's most difficult to tell um, I guess the, the ones that have got the most nominations are the ones that are up there um, well usually when it's a bit too close they'll just give one to best director and one to best picture right yeah or they just announce one of them and then change their mind once they've written <laughs> the halfway through yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the others Lady Bird Get Out Dunkirk The Post Call Me By Your Name Darkest Hour Phantom Thread um, I'm not really in contention uh, supporting actor we've got um, again a hot favourite Sam Rockwell for Three Little Boards, then yep. Willem Dafoe, yeah. The Florida Project, and they've got Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, and Woody Harrelson. Uh, I actually think there might be an upset here because um, I've not seen Three Little Boards, but apparently there's a bit of a, a kind of a bit of a backlash about Sam Rockwell's character being very racist yeah. and not getting a comeuppance in the film. Exactly. So I got a feeling this might be one of those ones, a bit like the kind of there's a bit of a backlash against La La Land last year. There might be a yeah. kind of undercurrent that says, well, we can't give it to him, let's give it to Willem Dafoe instead. I'm surprised that Arnie Hammer didn't get nominated from Call Me By Your Name because he got a lot hmm, of buzz as well that's from true. that. That's true, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen all the money in the world now. Actually, I, Crystal Plummer, I thought, was, was very good in that. So I'm not, okay. not surprised he's in there. A little bit surprised Michelle Williams isn't in the uh, actress list, actually. Uh, she's, she's always solid, though. Yeah. yeah she's, she's getting nominations. paid less than Mark Wahlberg. Well, not anymore. He's given all the money away. <laughs> yeah, good, good for him. Uh, oh, yes, we... You know, occasionally do a segment of Things Colin Got Wrong. Yes. I think that we need a Things Colin Got Right segment. You'll notice <sighs> that in the last episode, I suggested that he might give up money to charity. Well, yeah. And so it turned out to be. Well, this kind of things, Colin, you don't want to have Things Colin Got Right because these are not supposed to be rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, best Sporting Actress, just to round it off. Um, it's Alison Janney's I, Tonya. She's won everything else going. Mm. Um, we've also got Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird Mary, Mary J. Blige in Mudbound the first person ever to be nominated for an acting and uh, for best song in the same year oh wow uh, Octavia Spencer who turns up in nominations quite a lot and yes. uh, Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread mm. so Alison Jenny has she won an Oscar before? Uh, no no I'm pretty sure she hasn't Gosh, she is a very good actress I like her in Juno she yeah yeah Obviously, I know her best from The West Wing. Yes. But. I liked her a lot. Um, I think from all the nominations, I'm very happy to see other things. Like, I'm quite glad that Logan was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, no, that, was, that was good to see. It was a kind of a, a superhero film yeah, being recognised. I, yeah. I think it was my favourite superhero film of last year as well, so I'm very happy oh, for okay. that. 
Yeah, I'm glad that Blade Runner was nominated for Best Cinematography and Visual Effects, and I think it'd be a shame if it wasn't though, because. As we both oh, agree in our review, yeah. yeah, it's just gorgeous. It's and such it's, a beautiful yeah. Roger Deakins, who's now been nominated fourteen times, I think, or fifteen times, and uh, yeah. has never won. So this will be, uh, this be good. Uh, Coco is is the hot favorite for best animated feature. Well, given that Boss Baby is in that <laughs> category as well, yeah, wow. I, I'm not surprised. Second favorite is one called The Breadwinner, which I've never heard of. No, is it uh, probably a foreign film? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, also, if you want to bet on the last person to appear on the in memoriam sequence, yeah, Sir Roger Moore is the hot favourite. Um, Fair enough. I can't believe there's a be- there are odds for that as well. I gotta say that's that's weird. People uh, are so morbid. Okay. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's the Oscars. We will uh, obviously return to that when the awards are are dished out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I've got some more news if we're still doing news. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, there's a few superhero type things, so I'll, I'll rattle through those. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, the the two films that seem to be getting through the most directors. Um, Flashpoint, the Flash <laughs> side of the movie, now has some new ones uh, at the time of recording. Of course they do. It's I, like, what's the point of doing this? We just might have keep a running tally of the directors of Flashpoint. Yeah, there's there's no point learning the names, but um, <laughs> yeah. Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, if you care. Uh, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. The... <laughs> by, by, by the time this goes live, I assume they'll have been replaced. Apparently they're behind the Vacation film, which looked absolutely awful. So, uh, um, and Gambit has lost the director. Again. <laughs> Again. Gore Verbinski is out. <laughs> Do you know why they are so insistent on, you know, going through with Gambit like it seems like I mean Gambit as a character I think is quite popular yeah, in the X-Men yeah. comics but he's not the only popular superhero in X-Men comics and I don't get why they're so insistent he's probably, on one. he's probably the most pop- well, I mean I don't really follow the comics but I'm, he's one of the most popular ones who hasn't had a major role in the films isn't he um, yeah well he had a brief <laughs> yeah. uh, appearance kitch, in wasn't it? Wolverine yeah um yeah, I mean, Channing Tatum is is a big name, so I guess they've got him on board and they think they can do something with it. But this, I think, it was the whole Fox Disney merger that or purchase that that Gore Verbinski was worried about. For a man whose first name is Gore, you'd think he'd do more action films. Anyway, <laughs> um, sorry, that was terrible. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the Black Widow film has a writer. Yes, uh, uh, you must be happy that there's a Black Widow film. I'm very happy, although I'm I'm kind of. Uh, not getting too optimistic at the moment because I think loads and loads of films have writers and never go anywhere. So I'm mm. waiting to see. But 2020 is the is the plan apparently. Um, but let's. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that one. Uh, New Mutants has been pushed back to 2019. Surprisingly, though, because they had a trailer. Yeah. Come yeah. out like middle of last year, so uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. It's not like they're talking about reshoots or anything either. Well, so. r- rumor is it's not scary enough, so they want to. Scary really? top of it, apparently. Uh, it feels like uh, it feels like Disney execs swing their weights around a bit. Uh, if it's if it's them, it's uh, not like Disney is producing scary stuff anyway. No, but I guess but since it was supposed to be a horror film, if, it, if they feel it's a bit too tepid, hmm. well, I don't know. But yeah, that was supposed to be coming out this year, so that's that's quite a late change, you say. Um, and Tom Holland has been seen on the set of Venom. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, one one more uh, Spider Man. News. Oh, yeah. Anyway, there's the the first casting rumors are sp- uh, sprung up about a femme fatale character. 
to be played by an actor in her 20s yeah for the new Spider-Man film so is my guesses are it's going to be Felicia Hardy yeah because yeah. it makes the most sense I don't think unless they're going to make Gwen Stacy again <laughs> as a femme fatale as a <laughs> as a yeah. potential rival to MJ who is nah. not Mary Jane nah. it'll be Felicia Hardy <laughs> but I was played by uh, Felicity Jones briefly in uh, mm. Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, and a bit more in the deleted scenes from Amazing Spider-Man 2 okay Fair so enough. There you go. Uh, I'll take that. Um, the only other thing is probably Spielberg is uh, going to direct a new West Side Story. Why? I don't know what. Yes, that, that was my immediate question. Why? Like, in this day and age when there are actually original musicals. Yes. With La La Land and The Great Showman. And actually, good, you know, people who write really good music. You know, Plastic and Paul has not done a flop yet. Yeah. I don't see why you need to remake a musical and a classic one at that. Yeah, it seems very odd. I mean, Spielberg has not done a musical before, and, and but it seems so odd to, to be that. I mean, I, I guess the original one is now looked on as a little bit problematic in that you had kind of Caucasians playing uh, Latino and Latina characters. So I guess yeah. they, can, they can rectify that. But yeah, it feels so odd. It is. And there's so many musicals, even if you don't want to do, if you want to do a musical that is actually on stage right now, there's so many out there who share yeah, the yeah. movie adaptation yet. So I don't understand yeah, this I mean, it's choice. Just, there's surely going to be a Wicked film at some stage. I don't know if exactly, that's yeah. Works, like that. You're going to uh, watch Wicked soon, aren't you? Yeah, in uh, February next month. Enjoy. I, I've seen it four times. Have you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're getting closer and closer to seeing Harry Potter, which I know is not a musical. but uh, Yeah, looking forward to that. Almost there. Um, yeah, The Greatest Showman has actually done, done very well because it had a really slow start to the box office. Like, it was, I think it was the fourth biggest on open weekend or something and was a bit of disappointment, but just um, word of mouth and has um, done re- really well. And I'm pleased because the, the, actually, I know we talked about it a bit, but the more kind of the more I thought about it since, the more I really, really enjoyed that film. Yeah. I've had the music on Spotify repeats for a while now. I've downloaded the album, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the music is brilliant. I think, I think the music is better than La La Land's. Ooh. I've, I think it's like more say, diverse than La La Lens. Talking to some friends, my friend Katie, um, her first comment to me was uh, that it's better than La La Land. I, I, I've not gone that far. I, think, I, I don't think the I don't think the film is better than La La Lens. Right. I think La La Lens film is better, definitely better than Greatest Showman. But I think the music itself, I think the singing has, is definitely better. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. I'm not sure, sure whether I'd say the music's better, but I, if I, you're I, Hugh I, Jackman, Zac Efron, yeah, people who are who can actually sing, yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and pop songstress Zendaya. Um, let us move on, Zizan. Shall we to uh, our main topic of conversation? Are we not doing to see or not to Z? Oh, we are doing to see or not to Z. Well done. I said it first, so it's going to be stuck <laughs> at Z now. Uh, what have you got? Um, so I caught up on a lot of films, but I think you've mentioned most of them before. Okay. So I'm just quickly go through them. Star Wars. I've only recently saw it. Oh, this is going to be all. This is good because David David um, chose Star Wars as his film, so we can get <laughs> get everyone's views. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I liked it because it was unpredictable. Yes, that's good. Yep. Very quickly, uh, Molly's game. I saw it as well. Oh, that was great! Uh, great film. Uh, well. Reminded me a lot of uh, the Social Network. Yep, same idea. But the yep. film that I want to mention in this uh, explicitly is Downsizing. Oh right, I've, which I saw I a couple of days ago. I want to see mm. that. Yeah. So Downsizing is the film, um, I think it got a lot of hype in the middle of last year as Oscar-worthy, okay. but then it kind of lost traction right. <laughs> in the past few months. But it's the, the story about um, 
how Matt Damon's character um, in in this in this world you can shrink yourself. Mm. Um, and in that sense, you um, first of all help save the world um, because you don't consume as much. Yeah. Um, and you'll be richer as well because um, whatever you have, you have more of. Basically, you don't because you don't need as much of it. Is is it a comedy? Well, I think so. Right. I would say that I don't think the film knows what it wants to be. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the problem with it. I think it 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 tries to tackle the issue of you know scarcity and overpopulation. Yeah. And then um, it goes into comedy in a few bits and. I think it, it just got a bit messy. Right. The narrative was very messy. And I felt that, you know, it could do with a few less characters and it would still be fine. But okay. I, I, the narrative is still messy. I don't understand what the film was trying to convey at the end right. of it. Yeah. Okay, well, no spoilers because I've not seen it yet. But uh, mm. one of the things that has been said about it, though, is that, uh, the, the portrayal of... Um, of is it a Vietnamese woman? Yes. Um, is, Vietnamese immigrant, yeah. Yeah, is is a racist portrayal. Did that come across or was that? Uh, I thought it was understandable that she sounded like that. I mean, you would expect an Asian immigrant to sound like that, but right. um, I can understand why people may consider it very racist because it is. If if you can picture what an Asian accent is going to be like, it sounds exactly like that. It's okay. That, I'm that, just I'm just picturing strong. you, Asian. <laughs> uh, it's stronger than mine. Okay, fine. Um, well, maintaining the theme of films beginning with the letter D, uh, yeah. I I saw Dragnet, uh, which was recommended by what? by Lee. Um, it's based on a TV series I never heard of, but basically it's a it's a effective body cop thing with uh, Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd from yep. uh, very early in their careers. And I saw exactly. I must be late eighties, early nineties. To be honest, though, I was uh, doing a very tough crossword while I was watching this film. Because <laughs> uh, it was so enthralling. Um, basically, uh, it's, it's not unusual for me to try and multitask, uh, but this was a really tough crossword. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, so the bits I spotted, I, I was really finding it was kind of played... It reminded me a lot about like um, Naked Gun, although it wasn't as... I do like of, Naked Gun, though. Do you know Naked Gun? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too, yeah. Um, I think it wasn't as broad as that, but it shared a lot of the same characteristics. So it was it was a kind of narrator cop who was kind of doing things in a kind of very straight spoof, as it were. Like mm-hmm. He's playing it very straight, but it's a spoof of police procedural. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I think I do enjoy kind of early Tom Hanks stuff. Uh, I think it's very charming. Uh, one of these days, I'll have to watch it without watching a crossword at the same time. <laughs> um, but so it, Tom Hanks is in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I also discovered I've been spelling Dan Aykroyd's surname incorrectly uh, all these years because <laughs> uh, it's A Y. Uh, There's a Y after the A. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. That's what I learned from that film. Um, <laughs> so I think it's probably worth watching, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, another solid review from the Cedar Zen That Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can recommend Saturday's Listener Crossword, though. Really tough. I don't think our listeners and Crossword puzzle doers you know intersect much do you know I don't know I think there'd be uh, do you I think there's a... well, let, well let us know at c2z at offmovies at gmail.com that's it I'm on twitter at c2z movies do you like movies and crosswords I mean you probably like movies because you listen to this but do you like crosswords mm. um, let us know we can be friends um, <laughs> right now we move on to Coco yes a film that uh, has had almost Unanimous acclaim from critics across the world. Uh, 
Yes. It's hot favourite for the best animated feature. You will win best animated feature. And maybe the first film to fundamentally split this podcast. Because <laughs> uh, previously, I've kind of, I've come to films, like this film has been really well reviewed and I've thought, oh, it's all right. I think, oh, I hope Sejan really likes it. So we have something to talk about. Yeah. And, and, and vice versa. Yep. This time, I think we'll have something to talk about, Zee. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. Uh, I'll just give a brief uh, synopsis anyway. Please do. Yeah, so uh, Coco follows uh, the story about a 12-year-old boy named Miguel Rivera, who is accidentally transported to the land of the dead, where he seeks the help of his deceased musician great-great-grandfather to return him to his family among the living. Uh, yep, his, his, his living family, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, uh, mm. They've banned music, and he wants to be a musician. Yeah, and that's that's the basic uh, synopsis of the film. Okay, so um, shall we first talk about plot then? Uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do non spoilers, and then we'll do spoilers. Yep. Uh, as always, as always. So, how snarky are you in this film? Um, how snarky? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of snark coming this way. I think there might be. Uh, this. <laughs> fundamentally felt like an entirely pointless waste of my time um watching this film <laughs> i was sat there in the cinema yeah by myself having not managed to persuade anyone to watch this film with me yeah um thinking i want to see the darkest hour <laughs> i want to see the post um i i want to see downsizing but no <laughs> how i am watching a cartoon about a mexican kid in the highly plausible scenario of a family that's entirely banned music Mm-hmm. but wants him to be a cobbler instead. Well, I mean, okay. Look back at all the cartoons you've ever seen, Colin. Okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. And all of those mostly implausible. I think they're less contrived. Um, yeah. So Do you think so? Like, let's say the film Up, for example. Yep, okay. Don't I... you think that's a bit contrived, like the whole idea of, you know... Taking balloons up into but the, uh, the, the idea, of, up the space. idea of attaching so, lots of balloons to something and making it fly away is is, is mm. whilst not practical, is is fairly standard law. I mean, everyone's seen that kind of guy holding loads of balloons goes up or attaching them to a chair or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, fair enough, the stuff about going exploring. Actually, in fairness, my main problem with up since since we're talking about up, is, yeah, those, yeah. is those dogs in the planes. I, I I enjoyed up, but that just felt very odd. Yeah, the dogs were not a great addition yeah. to it, to be fair. I think like Up could <laughs> uh, could benefit from losing last bits. But yeah. yeah um, but I guess but Up, up had, had a fantastic emotional heart to it. So you really cared about that guy. He's, even in the five minutes they showed with um, mm-hmm. with his with his wife, who obviously dies very early on. And you didn't feel the same for Coco? I just didn't. I just didn't care about any of the characters. Okay. Um, I think it, was it, why was it because the... Well, well, the the story didn't um, was the exposition bad? Was the development well, not great? Or yeah, I, I think yes. Yeah, so, so the, I know we were talking about plot, but yeah, mm. the, the the lead character he wants to play the guitar and yep. and he's not allowed. I guess I just didn't really buy into the stakes of that. I I just didn't really care whether he got to play the guitar or not, or uh. or I thought. I mean, I didn't really think it through to the stage, but I think, well, okay, you're not allowed to play the guitar. Fine, in a few years' time, you'll leave home, you can play the guitar. N- hmm. Not, I mean, not a bit, as opposed to a man losing his wife, say, or or let's say the Incredibles trying to fight evil and save your family, that kind of thing. That, that's stuff ah. I don't actually care about. A guy, okay. is he going to play the guitar or is he going to make shoes? Uh, okay, it, it just, it's just the sticks felt very small to you. Yeah, yeah, and even when he kind of, so as you, as you said, he goes into Land of the Dead and tries to get back again, I think, well, hmm. 
there's no way he's not going to get back again somehow. Mm. And I don't really care how he does it. Yeah. So okay, I'm going to say that. Yeah, I I do agree with bits. Like I do think that I found the main character a bit annoying at the beginning. Okay. Uh, even unlikable at parts as well, mm. and his insistence insistence of playing music as well. I I do see that bit, but I think it won me over in the end. Okay. I think. How, d- how um, did it do that? Without, well, I without think spoiling things, <laughs> it's very hard without spoiling. We can come back to spoilers right? on that one. Well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the themes they touched upon and the themes they wanted, the story wanted to convey. I mean, it was um, it was something that um, I can relate to quite well, and I think the people in the cinema I was watching with, uh, I could see that when I was turning back at the end, and people were wiping tears off their face. So was the um, was the roof leaking in this place? <laughs> Nah, it's not. So I think some I, people do feel yeah. that. I read a review that s- that said, uh, I think it was Empire uh, or maybe yeah. the Times, and the first paragraph it said, um, "It's a fact that Coco will make you cry." I <laughs> I cry at anything in the cinema, but I didn't cry at that. I um, yeah, I, I yawned a bit. Is that <laughs> actually yeah. maybe part of because it's it's the whole Mexican Day of the Dead is obviously something we don't have in in this country. Yeah, but um, I do wonder. That's all about family and and kind of, but more about kind of ancestors and and family lineage and stuff. And mm-hmm. then looking back at your ancestors, which seems to, seems to be a big thing in Mexican culture, from yep. as far as I can work out from watching this film and That's from true. the opening scenes of uh, Spectre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not an expert in Mexico. Um, speaking personally, I I don't have any massive connection to my ancestors. I I I know my family tree going back, but I, I don't I don't really care about mm-hmm. my family tree or, or where where I've come from in that respect. And and I imagine. It, Probably in correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's quite big in in Chinese culture as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, so I think that's where the difference lies. Cause um, from my culture back, my from my culture background, uh, we we do care about you know our ancestors. Mm. There, there is a day every year where we, you know, go and <coughs> you know, well, pray pray to the ancestors or, or provide them. Right. With, yeah, and go go to their graves, and it's just a thing to do. Okay. Because yeah, we. I mean, I, I'm I'm speaking personally, but even kind of in the rest of British kind of culture, I I know mm. some people are very proud of my, my family's been in Britain for how many generations, and I can trace myself back to the Doomsday Book and whatever else. Um, although I don't think that's a huge thing. Maybe it's because most families here or a lot of families here can trace themselves back all that way. Whereas I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think because the, the things like in America, I know they're very big on I, I'm Dutch or I'm uh, French yes, or where, where Irish you're from, or right? Yeah. I guess that's that's a, that's a bit different, isn't it? But because um, I guess Maybe. in Chinese culture and, and Mexican culture, you can trace your family back hundreds of generations, so it's, it's not. You do. That's why our surname is very important to us, and hmm. that's why family is very important to us. And I and uh, when I was talking to you about Coco before, and you're saying that you didn't like it, I was trying to work out why, and then hmm. I figured that this was probably the main reason why. Because you couldn't, and why I would like it as well, because you couldn't get the the cultural connection. I think that's film. that's probably it. Because um, yeah, if I, would... if I were to meet my my great 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 grandfather, yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, it'd be pretty cool, but I don't, I wouldn't <laughs> have this massive connection with him. And, and in fact, my my mother has uh, has researched into the family tree and in fact written a book about um, a kind of oh, wow. a kind of fictionalized account of 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 great um, great 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 whatever it is uh, grandfather and therefore mm. add one of those and it's mine and she she i think felt this kind of connection to that and, and really uh intrigued about his story so so it can happen but i think in, in general yeah the family obviously that i i know i care yep. about but um yeah that's true yeah 
But surely with programs like, isn't it who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a very popular British thing right now that people are trying to trace back their lineage as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, I'm not trying, yeah. I guess I'm trying to work out whether it's just me or whether it's a, a cultural thing, but certainly we don't have a, an equivalent of Day of the Dead or anything like yep. that. So yep. um, I, I understand a bit. Okay, yeah. so let's plot. Let's talk about visual effects. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably one of the most colourful <laughs> things that Pixar has ever done. Uh, um, yeah, lots of... Uh, Lots very, of colors, yeah. <laughs> very, mostly very, white, very, but other colors as well. <laughs> Why mostly white? All I those, it's very all, beautiful. All though, those like, skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the land of the day is actually a very colorful place. Yes, fair. yes, it is. It's a yeah. Very very beautiful place. I and thought the visual effects, like if you look at Toy Story at the beginning, mm, compared to mm. how far visual effects have gone for animated films, it's it's amazing. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, have. and if there were one or two, so. Without going into spoilers, there are a couple of creatures that were very brightly coloured that I, I thought were done well. Yeah. And I, I like that you can see them, like, at, at different scenes, you can see a, a little creature <laughs> hovering about somewhere. Right. <laughs> I, I, I like that little additions there. I, I think visual effects have gone a long way. Um, music, because uh, it's been nominated for Best Song as well. Which in the amazing Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to agree with you. I did, like, Remember Me. Remember because they they when they played yeah, it in the film, yeah. I thought, okay, here we go. This is going to be that big. I I didn't actually know it would be nominated or, but it was, mm. it was kind of played up in in the plot line as this was this singer's greatest hit and everyone loved yes. it. And they're playing. It, I yeah. think this is instantly forgettable. I I couldn't I couldn't sing Remember Me for for life me now. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. You know, it, it felt very. I mean, compared to all the music that came out from the Greatest Showman, for yeah, example, yeah, 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 that that was definitely memorable. And, and for you, reasons we might get into in spoilers, I can see why in that performance that that might not be the best performance of it. Um, mm. But even so, it's supposed to be this great song. You think it was, yeah, you think it was stand out a mile. Yeah. Did you know the people who wrote "Remember Me" wrote "Let It Go"? Uh, I in didn't, Frozen? but but actually now you say that, um, I'm I think at the time I did think oh that sounds a bit similar. Like let it let it go ish. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, so so it's it's by uh, Robert Lopez, I think that's his name. Okay. It's a couple, it's a couple as well. Um, but yeah. Um, so we've gone through plot, visual effects, and music. There's voice acting, I guess. Yeah. So I, there weren't any big names in this, were there? I didn't recognize anyone. There's so. Benjamin Brett who was in. Catwoman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which probably isn't the best film ever to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had no no problem with that. They, they sounded, yeah. the Mexican boy sounded like a Mexican boy. I'm assuming yeah. he was a Mexican boy, so mm-hmm. fair play to him. Yep. It's, it's kind of almost gone back to the Golden Age. Not Golden Age. Well, maybe Golden Age. But yeah, it's only kind of in the late 90s, I think, that you started getting big names for, for animated films. Yeah, um, that's true. So if you look at your kind of your Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, and all that, no, no one even slightly famous. But even as uh, as late as, I guess the Lion King had some big names, didn't it? So maybe that was one of the first ones. Um, mm. And obviously, Toy Story, it was that was a huge part of it. Yeah, but why exactly nowadays it's not about the big names either. Though, like, can you think of any? Okay, Inside Out, I know the voice actors for that. Yeah, but let's say Up, for example. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Christopher Plummer, I think, was in it, but that, but he's not exactly a big drawer. He's I mean, he's a very big competent draw. actor, but, um, but yeah, it's not exactly. a kind of stunt casting, as it were. The Incredibles. Yeah, I mean, so that's Holly, Holly Hunter, Craig T. Nelson. Um, yeah, uh, but I again, can't... Holly Hunter and Craig T. Nelson, both very good. 
uh, but not big names like sure. Tom Hanks, for example. Exactly, and so. I, I think I think ever, ever since Shark Tale, where <laughs> people are shy of using yeah. <laughs> big name actors. That might have been the because uh, there was yeah we're starting with Shark Tale, but there was there was kind of thing about making the characters look like the actors, well, wasn't there? Which uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they've stayed away from that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, so I think we should just go quickly to spoilers. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, the only yeah. thing I was going to say was the kind of the, the tone of it, the, the kind of the comic tone. The, the, in in mm. the trailer, there were kind of quite a few jokes about, like you had the, the thing about the, the jaw dropping and then the jaw actually drops and stuff like that. Yeah. That was quite funny, but they seemed to abandon that fairly quickly. Uh, yes, that, that's true. I think it went to a very serious tone very quickly. Mm. Which was, like, uh, which I, I didn't object to, but uh, just mm. wasn't quite what I thought I was going to. Yeah. Get to. Uh, yeah, happy to go. Spoilers. Yep. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers. I'm, I'm, the I'm, twist. I'm just re- sorry, I'm just reading my notes here. One funny joke. Can't remember what it was. That's my <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one point I thought, oh, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I can't believe what it was. Uh, the twist. I the saw twist. every twist coming a mile off. I, really? I don't know about you, but... Um, okay. I'm so, going to say this right now. I thought, at first, I thought he died. Okay. I thought that the main character actually died. And the whole whole journey was his, his great grandparents trying to adapt him, getting used to, you know, okay. being not alive anymore. That I, was my no, that, that didn't occur to me. Uh, yeah. So, so, so the big twist is um, that the, the weird jokey kind of uh, con artist skeleton yep. he bumps into first of all is in fact his grandfather or yep. great grandfather, whatever. It is. Um and. The the one the musician he thought was was in fact a baddie. Um, I must admit, almost immediately I thought the musician guy's going to be a baddie because that's uh-huh. the way these things always work. Okay, yeah. Did you think that the great great grandfather was Hector? It, it took me slightly longer, but not much longer mm. <laughs> to, to go for that. I thought they were both very obvious. Um, they felt quite. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that there's not that many characters. So you think, okay, well, if he's not the grandfather, who else? Well, it's got to be that guy. Uh, that's true. And it was when he started talking about how he played music when he was younger or something. I thought, okay, there you go. Guaranteed. It's going to be him, yeah. Um, I I didn't know that know that uh, Coco was his great grandmother's name until halfway through. I was going to say, I've, I I thought that was a really weird decision. I can see they're going to say, oh yes, it, it was all about Coco and that's what. But when mm. you call a film Coco, yeah, you expect like them to be the thinking, main character. Yeah, he's not called Coco, so it <laughs> kind of almost gives away that there's going to be this big. I thought that was a really poor decision, to be honest. I don't know why they did okay. that. What, to, to name the film Coco? Yeah. yeah. I can understand why, though. I think she is the... She is the... the basically, what's the word for it? I can't, I can't think of it. She ties both the yeah. her parents and um, the main character together. She is the, the loose... She, the, the bond. The, the pivot. The, the, the pivot, yeah. The pivot, that's the word I was looking um, for. Pivot? Uh... <laughs> Oh, it's like friends reference. Um, I I get that, but I think if if you're gonna have a title that does that, you want it to be a slightly clever title. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've not seen the film Tangled, but I'm going to assume that. I mean, initially you think it's to do with the hair, <laughs> but in fact it then turns out that it's all to do with the tangled relationships with all the characters. So something like so you can th- look back later and think, oh yeah, okay. As opposed to we've just named it after one of the characters, and you're going to find mm. out who that character is later. It, I just felt really, really odd. Because mm. I mean, I'm really difficult to promote as well. Because like, see Pixar's Coco in cinemas, and people sitting there thinking, "Well, 
Who's Coco? Coco is a boy's name, is it? I, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> is that the name of the land of the dead? So I don't know why they didn't just... I mean, you could call it something like Day of the Dead. or I'm yeah. sure there's loads of films called that. And, but, or, or just something about family... Call it Family Ties. There you go. <laughs> uh, I believe that was a... Uh, oh, wasn't that a TV series? An 80s TV series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, naming films is hard. Fair play to them. That's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, ancestor worship could you call it that. Um, oh, the the lovely bones, such a no, 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 <laughs> Colin. You 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 know what the story of the lovely bones is, right? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, a, a bone to pick with you. That's 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 the title. <laughs> of yeah, that that is why people pay a lot of money <laughs> to marketing. Uh, sunny bones. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, do they have cocoa pops in America? Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to name it Coco Pops? Coco then? Pops, because Pops also means grandfather. It would have worked perfectly. <laughs> or father. Like H- Hector. Ah, oh, Hector turned out to be Coco Pops. That's that's yep. how. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> what else have we got here? Uh, um, yeah. So the, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the end bit when he came back to the living. Yep. And saw his great great grand. Uh, he saw his great. He saw Coco. Again. Yes, whatever you relationship knew, she was. You, yeah, you knew that he was going to sing the song to her. I thought that was very predictable as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she was going to remember uh, him. Yes, her father. Yeah, exactly. And and I guess and that's what I meant earlier when I said. Um, so when you first hear "Remember Me," it's this kind of really overblown ballad by this guy yes. who turns out to be a baddie. And then when you hear it later, it's a kind of a much softer, kind of a tender song. You think, okay. It was intended not to be great the first time, but yeah. even even so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see all those points. I, I, I do agree. With you remember that. me. That's a much better title. We should have <laughs> called it "Remember Me." That's the whole, whole what the whole film is about. That's the whole point. Yeah. Although again, but, I think there might be a film already. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, I think we, I think we've gone through most of the spoilers anyway. But but for me, this film ultimately, I think it's mostly to do with the culture bit of it. Yeah, and uh, I do have a lot of it. It, it resonates very strongly with me. Mm. It really does, and um, I think it's good for the whole world in general to be able for Pixar to show a different culture. Yeah, and to and, everyone, and, and and fair play. It's just, I guess, I I don't know how this is done outside of America. I imagine it's going to do better there. But I, so maybe I don't know whether this would play well in the Chinese market because of the shared. Uh, tradition, yeah. yeah, or whether it was just because it's a a different version of tradition, as it were, it, it would not have traction. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but yes, oh, yeah. there you go. Uh, I will recommend some, you seeing it if you want to see. You know, see it if you want to see it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. On the plus side, watching this film means that we're going to do a Tom Cruise film uh, later this year. Exactly, which is Mission Impossible Six. Mission Impossible Six. Although, if we're going to do Incredibles Two later this year, that puts me a gives me a spare Tom Cruise film to find. Is it better than Mummy though? Is this film better than the Mummy? It's quite similar, I guess. Dead people. Yeah, but is it better though? Is I it think production wise, I think it's definitely. Um, can you objectively say it's a better film than? Yeah, the it's movie? a better film than the Mummy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I, I think. I, I basically I felt nothing about this film. It was just it was yep. just a, an hour and a half of my life that I can't get back. Whereas the mummy was was actively I bad, will. so <laughs> it was really really bad. Uh, 
so so yeah there's that um yeah i liked it when the dog became really colorful and i liked it when the big cat thing came back into the land of the living and turned out to be a cat (laughs) those are things i enjoyed um and the the frequent references to uh frida frida carlo isn't it i'll get the frida's mixed up um Right. Cool. We, we should move on to Actor Factor. It's Gary Oldman, uh, soon to be Oscar winner Gary Oldman. Yep. Um, I've seen surprisingly Long few. Long overdue. Uh, yes. I, I've seen surprisingly few of his films. So if, if you uh, if you leave aside the <laughs> Harry Potter films and the Dark Knight yes. films, I've yes. only seen five of his films. I have seen also five of his films, <laughs> leaving those out. Okay. Um, yeah. And I was surprised by how little I liked, because I, I think he's a great actor and, and I've enjoyed his stuff. But um, I enjoyed his stuff in those in the Dark Knight and, and Harry Potter. But so uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is the most recent one I've seen. And it's my least favorite film of all the ones I've seen. I think it probably is for me, but but there are others I really dislike as well. But I fell asleep in that film, Colin. Nice. I literally fell asleep. <laughs> I went there thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting, and then I fell asleep after. 10 minutes I think <laughs> I think I've never seen a film that I've I've failed to understand quite that badly I just sitting there the entire time thinking what's going I have no idea what's going on it's another scene it's people talking at an airport I, yep. I, I might as well have fallen asleep um, <laughs> it's uh, awful uh, yes that's, that's, that's bad um, the fifth element people speak very highly of I, I, li- I like the fifth element okay I, I have no yeah I like it it's good fun I, can, I still watch it nowadays like I've, I've only seen it once. It was about ten years ago. I don't remember much about it. I don't remember Gary Oldman being in it. Um, he was there. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, got a film called Leon, which I want to see again actually. But uh, a young Natalie Portman and and, and he uh, and uh, Luke Besson, no Jean Reno, Luke Besson's the director. That's a Hyatt killer, right? Yeah, and his kind of relationship with this teenage girl, preteen girl, mm-hmm. not like not sexual relationship, not, but kind not of a kind of relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which was recommended to me by a friend at university and uh, he gave me a slightly dodgy version I think that was so quiet I had to watch it with subtitles so um, I, I need to watch that one again uh, JFK is the last I've seen it yeah so it's about obviously the assassination of JFK and Oliver Stone's crazy theories about how it was all fake or something uh, it's far too long the kind of the court scene is good everything building up to it is too slow and a film I saw fairly recently Rosencrantz and Gildenstern are dead um which is interesting. It's based on the play. It's the only film that Tom Stoppard has ever directed, uh, and he wrote the play. And it's basically about these. It's kind of comedy, but um, these two fairly minor characters in Hamlet, and you kind of see them. Some some of what they're doing is actually in Hamlet, so you kind of see them do the scenes from Hamlet, and then they wander off, and you see other stuff they're doing, and you see them fill in the gaps. Mm. Um, so it sounds a fascinating concept, and apparently it's very good on stage. But I thought it was a really bad film. I think <laughs> I think basically Tom Stoppard doesn't understand how films are supposed to work as opposed to plays so you have all these scenes i think i was thinking, thinking if if you if this was a media in front of me and you had kind of audience laughter and whatever else i think this would work but you had a lot of kind of punchline silence kind of scenarios so um so <laughs> what else you got for gary Good to know. well so the fifth element you mentioned i've seen air force one okay which stars harrison ford as a President of the United States, um, and I think Air Force One, his airplane was hijacked. I don't remember Gary Oldman in it. I don't <laughs> remember much of the film, to be fair. So get off my plane. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that one, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I've seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh yeah, Gary, course, Gary yeah. Oldman was the leader of the resistance. I think it's a good <laughs> film, though. I think yeah. it's um, it's not bad. I think this the Planet of the Apes series, the new ones, is uh underrated at the moment. I think people should see it more. I think it's the it's, especially the the visual effects of the 
Monkey yeah, I only it. saw the first one, which was Rise, wasn't it? And I didn't like it much, but I'm told the others are better. So Yeah. So I think that's a great film. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. Of course. I didn't, I didn't even know he was in it, but <laughs> apart I was spotting a theme <laughs> here. Basically, didn't, films that we didn't know he was actually in. Um. But my favorite film is, of course, the film that I mentioned in the best films at the beginning of Letter D. It would be The Dark Knight. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I think it has to be Dark Knight. I mean, I, or, or possibly Batman Begins. But, um, yeah, the the Harry Potter films were decent, well. Yeah. But they're not Dark Knight. There you go. Uh, I'm hoping to see Dark Star uh, in the next few days. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that'll bump to the top. But, uh, we oh, next time on Actor Factor, what are we doing? We're doing Sandra Bullock. Ah, not a bad choice, Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. Uh, Oscar winner, Sandra Bullock. Um, uh, and our quiz on the 89th Academy Awards is right now. Go for it. Yes. So, question one. The 89th Oscars was probably most remembered for La La Land being mistakenly named Best Picture over Moonlight. Yes. But which firm's auditors were responsible for preparing the envelope? It was uh, the good people of PricewaterhouseCoopers, PwC. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, who, if the first... Well, you and I are both actuaries, and the first time I... Went to a talk about being actuary. It was run by PwC. It was called Love Actuary. And that's uh, that got me into <laughs> it. Uh, okay, question one for you. Who was Brian Cullinan? Who was what? Brian. I've got Cullinan. Cullinan. How do you spell that? C U L L I N A N. What? Cullinan. Is this a person? It's a person. Is it a real person? It's a real person. Okay, I'm going to guess. Is he one of the producers of... No, he is one of the auditors of PwC. He was. He was the one who gave out the wrong envelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good save. Oh, thank goodness. So (laughs) close. (laughs) Question two from me. La La Land received 14 Academy Award nominations and won six. Which other film shares the exact same number of nominations and wins? From that year? Uh, No. Oh, just from, from all time? From all time. Same number Oof. of nominations and wins, Colin. Good lord. 14, 14 nominations <laughs> and 6 wins, Colin. Not That's, many. That seems that seems difficult. Um, Is it? Not many films have been nominated for the most. It's... No, I, I I know, but still. Uh, <laughs> 14 and 6. Um, so if it's 14, it's got to have all kinds of like special effects and, and all sorts. Uh, I'm going to say Shakespeare in Love. No, it's all about Eve. Fine. Okay. So this special at all. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are only two films that that tie with fourteen La nominations for nominations. Uh, and Titanic was the other one. Yeah. Okay. But Titanic won more. How on earth did all about Eve get all those nominations? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a good film, but it's only got two main characters. Anyway, um, poor competition. Yeah. Uh, question two for you. Can't stop the feeling was sung at the ceremony. Uh, yep. What film was it from? Trolls. Very good. Can't stop the feeling. <laughs> Question three, out of all the Academy Award Best Picture nominees, which had the highest North American box office gross? Uh, that was Hidden Figures. You're right. Uh, I read Wikipedia as well. Yeah, um, we all love Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, question three for you, um, which Oscar winner said to his brother, I love you, you ain't heavy? <sighs> the only brother I know <laughs> who won an Oscar is Casey Affleck, so I'm going with that. Correct. Very good. Uh, question four, who performed both nominated songs of La La Land at the Academy Awards? Uh, John Legend. That's right. Uh, question four for you. Who presented the award for Best Supporting Actor? 
best supporting actor, it would be the best supporting actress winner of the previous year, usually. I assume that's how it works. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> confirm it, Colin. Confirm <laughs> it for me. So the previous year was... What was the main... So Room was in it. I can't remember any of the films from the <laughs> previous year. You know, it was Spotlight which won. Um, and who was... Oh, I'm going to... I'm gonna go Lupita Nyong'o, but I don't think it's she. It's the year before, I think. Uh, it was uh, Alicia Vikander. Oh yeah, for what's the film that she won? I can't remember. What it, I can't remember. What it, I think she won for Ex Machina, um, but it's possible that she won for the Danish Girl. Oh. Not entirely sure. So we have four. All? Uh, yeah, five, three all. I think with one three question all, left, yeah. uh, left each. The salesman won best foreign language film. The what did? The salesman. The Salesman, okay. One best foreign language film, which is director boycotting the event altogether oh, due yes. to the immigration ban. Yes, that? I do. What language is the film set uh, in? Um, it was... Is this even a language that people still speak? It was in Aramaic. In what? Aramaic. Does that, do people still speak Aramaic? Is that a language? <laughs> it, it was it's a biblical language. I don't know whether it's still... <laughs> it's Persian. Is that a language? Yeah, <laughs> he's from Iran. The Iranians were banned because of the. I know, I know. I'm just going to look up Aramaic just to make sure it's not a, it's not called Persian now. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need all the points I can get. Um, <laughs> you're not looking for a harder question to ask me, Colin. The fact that Aramaic was adopted as one of the languages of the Achaemenian Empire is seen as a somewhat influence on the Persians. Hmm. It looks like they are very similar languages, but not. Um, not or at least same. have the same roots or something. I don't know. Not the same. I can't claim it. But I can offer you question five, which is, what record did the film OJ Made in America set? Oh, that was the longest film. It was. I should, I'm going to stop taking my questions from Wikipedia. <laughs> um, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, you. I think that's the first... Uh, is that the first one for you? Yes, it is. Oh, dear. Um, good start. Good work. And the next quiz for next time um, is on Meryl Streep films where she wasn't nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> I didn't <have> any. <laughs> we might struggle to find five. Um, but we can that's do that's a very good category. Though. That is a very good category. Uh, what's our main topic for next time, Vision? Well, I don't know this. Okay, which case I'll tell you. It's um, 1998 in film. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. We're going back to that now. Come around to that. <laughs> uh, I look forward to it. I'm sure you do too. And um, I'm sure you, the listener, look forward to it as well. This has been our shortest episode ever, I think, Zijan. Yep, yes. Clearly, I have nothing to say about Coco. (laughs) It's good for it, though. I think it's good. Uh, Join us next time. Bye.